Welcome, everyone, to the Nerd Journey Podcast, episode number 46. We're joining you every week to talk IT career progression and bring you the advice we wish you'd been given earlier in our careers. I'm your host, John White, at BJourneyman on Twitter, joined by my co-host, Nick Cordy, at NetworkNerd underscore. Hey, Nick, how's it going? Hey, John, I'm doing great. We are VMware solution engineers with backgrounds in IT operations. We hope our career discussions will be vendor neutral, relevant across disciplines, and remain timeless. If you're enjoying our content, please drop us a positive review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. And if you want to get in touch with us, tweet or DM at Nerd Journey. Ultimately, we're just two nerds on a journey. A journey to virtual enlightenment. So let's take a trip. Great, Nick. Hey, today is the first part of an interview we had with Kieran Sheldon which was a bit of an odd throwback for us, wasn't it? It definitely was. As we discussed in the very early days of the podcast, before we even released in the days where we were practicing, we had found Kieran's blog labeled it as interesting. And it was something we wanted to speak to him about in the future, but we just didn't get around to it yet. Yeah. I'm glad we were able to circle back and actually talk to him directly about it. I think we were originally not even planning to talk to him. We were just uh, kind of, planning to talk to each other about it. So this was much, much better. <laughs> um, his article's pretty relevant to one of the major IT topics that we're seeing out there, which is burnout. And just so listeners don't burn out, this is another two-parter. So in part one, we talked to Karen about his early career journey, getting into blogging, and how he got into Tech Field Day. And this part of the interview gets off to a rocket start, John. Was I the only one impressed by that? Yeah, he uh, really catches me on the jaw straight out of the gate. Uh, let's get to working on career advancement with Kieran Sheldon. Kieran, welcome to the Nerd Journey podcast. John, Nick, thanks for having me. Um, if one thing I've learned from uh, the John White School of Mentoring uh, is that for my first time, this is going to be bad. Oh, well, let's no. hope it's not going to be. That's one of the core <laughs> principles of the John White School of Mentoring. You know what? And if you're out there and you want to join the John White School of Mentoring, send that tweet out to Adner Journey for pricing and packaging today, and we'll get you hooked up just like Kieran. What a way to start the show. Great job, man. Well, I've been holding on to that for the, for the last couple of weeks. All right, we're back after uh, three minutes of me not being able to say anything. Uh, <laughs> thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, one of the things I wanted to do uh, before we get into the specific you know, incident that you talked about in your blog was uh, talking to you about kind of your uh, vision of your IT career journey so far. Can you talk about where you got started? Yeah, so um, I guess... Going way back to when I was about uh, nine or ten, I started um, playing with computers. They were sort of just there at home and um, did a little bit here and there. And then I sort of started doing a bit more at school. Um, there was a tech team and I joined that where I started to do a bit more um, going around the classrooms. And if, if a mouse wasn't working properly or something like that, um, go and replace it. Little Little jobs here, but it was sort of to build up. Um, that progression. Um, once I got into to high school, I was sort of hanging around with all the, the computer nerds and we 
uh, from that point when I got into um, about the age of 15, I ended up going on to a school-based traineeship where um, I would uh, do a uh, what would be a college degree, um, uh, certificate. And that certificate, um, I had to go and do a workplace um, on site for two years. So over that time, I spent a lot of time working in, in, a, in a school um, doing the, the IT um, across it. So not only doing um, bits and pieces of fixing those computers and that, but also learning about how um, Active Directory worked, um, how switching and routing worked, and going sort of through that that process, um, and and then from there, just quickly, I went into. Can Can I ask you a quick question about that? Is Is that something that is uh, typical of the education system in Australia? Um, that kind of uh, certificate, and then uh, work placement. Um, so it's it's an optional um, uh, extracurricular type of activity that you can do. So. Um, we can go through uh, normal schooling and go into university if we want to, but then there is an alternative option where you could also do this school-based traineeship where um, as part, you take a, a day out of your, your schooling, you still have the responsibility of catching up on that schooling, but during that time, um, you take that day off and you go and work in, a, in, in the work environment. Um, so if you want to do hospitality, you might be actually working in a, um, find yourself working in a uh, restaurant or something like that for a day if you want to learn how to be a chef and that's this traineeship that you're doing. Um, so that's what I did, but I did it in IT. And so there was a local school nearby that took that on and, um, and you get paid for that time as well. So it actually becomes a, a kind of like a part-time job at the same time. So while you're still learning and doing your, your certificate. Wow. Thanks. Thanks for that clarification. That's uh, sounds like something that is, uh, I mean, we don't have that in the States, I think in, in a formalized way. So, uh, thanks for clarifying that. Um, sorry to interrupt you. Uh, what was the next step? Yeah. So, um, so I did that. And then as soon as I finished school, I actually went into a full-time, um, career working in a computer store and just selling computer components. Uh, and I did that for six months. And um, from that point, I actually had a couple of interviews from people who had come into the store. Um, I knew some people that worked with these um, the, these companies and they had actually sent their boss in and said, recommended me uh, to come and come and work for them. A few of those didn't sort of work out. And, um, and then one day I had a, another school uh, a IT manager from that school come in and he actually gave me an interview on the spot at my desk, um, which was a bit, bit interesting. And, um, but luckily that day my manager wasn't actually there. So I got, um, got away with that, but he, he started just asking some general questions and stuff, uh, while he was in to pick up some, some products. So, um, I did that and I ended up going into a high school where I was just in charge of IT. I, I, actually had to take the reins and go through that process um, of having people come in and say, this is the issue, um, this isn't working, why isn't this working? And I had to take that sort of full force, whereas back in my traineeship, I didn't have to take that on. So it was kind of a really big sort of step forward um, in, in, that, in those responsibilities. But um, interestingly enough, when I went into school, 
they were actually running Novell, which I had never touched before. So it was a, a, a bit of a, another learning curve uh, in a, in a technology-wise sort of thing. So um, I got my feet wet in, um, in Novell, uh, which, which introduced me to some other technologies. Like I hadn't used Linux in the past or anything like that. So it was all, all Windows-based for me. Or, and so I decided that I started to pick up a few skills there. And then after about six months, that school... Uh, was forced by the education department to move on to what they created a uh, one network um, where all the schools were connected and not their own separate business unit. And in that, um, we moved to Windows-based, but things became more locked down. So, um, But the benefit of, of having this was that I could move to a different school and things would be very similar to uh, set up. So... Um, it didn't take too much to, to the several schools that I moved to to be able to do that. Um, but each school that I moved to over a couple of years were very similar. Um, and I moved to some primary schools where there was less work to do. Um, high schools had a lot of breakages in that. Kids were uh, malicious with the, the devices as teenagers are um, or can be. And then there was... Um, the the primary schools where just there wasn't much to do so i found myself walking three jobs done in half an hour and i spent a day just sitting there kind of thing uh if if someone needed me um and then at that point i kind of i, I was not earning a lot of money um for those first few places i was working and so i went out and said to our community that we had we had a, a um, it um emailing list with all the, all the schools, and I just said, I'm um, looking for someone to fill my position here. Uh, if anyone's looking for that, that's fine. And I went out and started searching for to go into the private industry, move away from education. Um, and I actually got a call up from a, another school who was the sec- second biggest in Brisbane, um, a high school. And this is where it really opened up for me, where my I- IT career um where I started learning more about things like certifications and and that. And the school contacted me and said, we want you to come in for an interview. We've seen the stuff that you've been sending over the emailing list and that. And so we did that. And, um, and I went in for an interview and they were really happy to have me. So from that point, I started at the school and what uh, really took me by surprise was they actually were virtualized. Um, and this was sort of going against the department rules. And this is where I started getting my feet wet in virtualization. But I started hearing about certifications and that. Um, one of the tech guys I was, I was working with in a team of three said, um, you should go out and do, we're doing something like C, uh, CCNAs or uh, MCITP. Um, and from that point, I, I actually went, all right, I'll, um, I've been using Microsoft products for quite some time now. And I went ahead and, and tried to go for my MCITP. This is where I first learned about my ego. <laughs> um, it was my MCITP, I failed the exam twice. And I kind of went in with, with guns blazing. I, I studied hard, but at the same time, I just went, oh, yeah, I've seen, I, I, I know exactly what's happening. I didn't review. And it sort of um, started shaping the way um, that I saw 
myself in what I did in my my work as well that I never really went through a reviewing process. So, uh, but I I went through that certification, and um, and I I, I kind of gave up after the second one. I I sort of sat at that. Um, but this, because the school is virtualized, this is where I started learning about VMware products, and I, I moved into that that side of things. And I started getting involved in the community a bit more from this within the school, and um, from there, uh, VM VMware sort of grew on me. Um, and then I got I was in this place for two and a half years, and in that time. When I, when I started to realize that where I wanted to go in, into the VMware side of things is that that's what I used as my search term looking for this new job that I wanted to get out of schools and be able to do is just VMware. And it was, I had a few um, job interviews and they all turned me away because I was just focused on VMware. That's all I wanted to be doing. I wanted to get into to building hosts and that. And I then found that um, with with one uh, job role I went for, I actually managed to get a uh, get two interviews. I did the first interview with the CEO, and he asked me to do some whiteboarding, and he had a little quiz to do as well about um, to find out all this, this sort of different technology and that. And the when I did the whiteboarding, it was on DNS and how DNS worked. Funnily enough, I actually when I explained it. I actually explained it in the reverse of how DNS works and how the lookups work in that. And so he explained that to me that, you know, you had, you had the right concept and, and it was just the, the opposite of how it actually works. And so um, he, I actually found this guy to be really good because I asked for feedback at the end of the, um, at the end of the interview uh, of the second interview. And he basically said, we found you were too focused on the, um, on VMware, or there's heaps of virtualization products out there. You need to expand. You need to look into these other products. And he listed off a few um, of where the trends are and what to start looking into. And I thought that th- that CEO, I sort of owe part of my career to the, the direction it's gone just from having that uh, feedback. And um, he was, it was actually the first time I ever asked for feedback as well from an, from an interview. And if anyone else is going through an interview process, I highly recommend asking for that feedback because it becomes invaluable. Um, it's, it's that reflection that you need um, to try and shape. And, and that's what I find that um, that process is just, uh, yeah, it, it is a way to reflect and be able to know where you need to, to guide yourself or give you that clarity on what, uh, what is out there, what the industry is like. So, um, and not long after that, uh, about a week later, I had this interview for the for my current role where, um, uh, where I'm a cloud systems engineer. And it, they took a chance on me because it was the same thing. I, I, I actually had the interview before I had feedback and it was still VMware stuff, but they actually were using some technology that we were using uh, back in the school. So there was uh, like Fortinet and... Um, and Cisco. So we were able to sort of meet on common ground there and they, they took a chance. And I've been there for almost five years now. And in that process, it has, I, I have a clear view of exactly what I want to be doing. Um, but also 
ended up touching uh, on a day-to-day basis is um, I'm touching uh, Microsoft servers, I'm touching um, Juniper, Fortinet, um, Citrix, like the the whole business. Um, I, I touch every single part of it and I wouldn't have had that exposure until I um, until I went sort of, uh, yeah, got sort of got that feedback and, and went into a company that went, no, you can't just be doing VMware. That's a really interesting observation that you were interested in a specific technology, um, in this case, VMware, and uh, you needed people to guide you towards the idea that you can be interested in one thing, but you have to be able to speak to and maybe touch the adjacent technologies. For example, if it's infrastructure virtualization, that's touching networking and a variety of different networking products from you know uh, core networking to firewalling. Um, and uh and and storage and you know maybe file storage maybe you know block storage um and and do a bunch of different types of things uh in order for people to go oh yeah you know that's somebody that we want on the team or they think that you can be guided towards that that that's a really interesting observation um Mm. it's it's lucky like I, i i know that i've been guided towards that as well what I thought was really interesting is that you got the feedback even though you were told no. And uh, that that may be a little uncommon these days. I, I'm not sure that people who turn someone else down want to give feedback because it's it's difficult enough to tell someone no. But I think that most people probably want to know why. And I think it's great that that particular CEO was willing to take you aside and say, Hey, here's what you need to do. And, and here's how you can get better because they cared about you as a fellow human being. I love it. And I, um, that CEO, I actually felt, and I've, I haven't forgotten him over, over those five years that if I was looking for another position again, and, um, and I still wanted to stay within the same, uh, concept of, of what that business does, I would actually go back to him and ask him and say, this is what I've done. I've taken on your advice. I've done this. I want to actually work for you because how I see it with you is that you want people to grow. You are focusing on that. And I want you to be my CEO for that reason. So he sort of is doing himself a, a favor as well. The way I saw that, that it sort of, um, he, he sent me away to improve myself to come back as well, if that is what his intention was. So I was, I'm really pleased that um, he had sort of done that and I saw that side of him. That's um, fascinating for you to comment on that because that's something that it, it kind of triggers for me this idea that if he's that focused on giving people feedback and helping people to develop, um, for people that he's not hiring, then how focused on that is he for people that he is hiring? That am I right in in restating that that way? Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't just the feedback he gave in, after the interview. It was the feedback he also gave during the first interview with, like where I said he spoke about DNS. Um, when when I whiteboarded it wrong, he actually took me through it again uh, to reiterate it. 
And this was when I was actually doing my um, – this uh, particular one was after I'd done all my uh, Microsoft certs and that as well. And so I had actually studied DNS, but in that situation where I was whiteboarding, I just – my mind flipped the whole thing around and I explained it incorrectly. Um, but from there, I it also then said to me, well, I need to improve my whiteboarding. How do I focus when I'm in front of a customer? when I'm doing that as well. And so his feedback was able to, uh, during that process, um, was, yeah, it covered things like, in your whiteboarding here, you need to slow down, you need to think about this, you need to do that as well. So it wasn't just, um, yeah, it just wasn't that just that feedback after the interview. I think that speaks very well to the idea for everyone listening, whatever position you're in, interviewer, interviewee, there are teachable moments in every type of human interaction, regardless of the setting, regardless of whether we think it's a faux pas or not. It's it's never a bad idea to help someone learn something or give them feedback so that they can do better next time, no matter what. I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. I. I actually want to go back to something that you said. Um, it sounds like there was another lesson that you learned, or at least um, you mentioned, and and you know maybe so long ago it it feels like something that at least you've internalized, and that is that you at least got one job by um, uh, by dint of almost like social networking, right? But on an internal email list by. Um, explaining things that you had done and, and talking about projects that you had done uh, and broadcasting out to a lot of la- larger audience and in doing so is that is that something that triggered um, your blogging um, in the future this, this idea that oh if I put out some of the things that I've been talking about um, you know that might open me up to new opportunities yeah, so with the with the blogging, that um, I had actually been thinking. This was just before I started uh, looking into the virtualization stuff that we had at the school. Um, I was actually quite heavily into um, working with Apple Macs. Um, that was why the the school particularly hired me because I had expertise in in um, working with macOS and, and that, and they had no one. Um, and at that point in time, I actually had been thinking about, well, what if I started doing some tutorials and stuff on on Mac and creating a um, creating this um, blog about it? And that never happened. But I still had that in my mind that I wanted to to get into that. And I had met a um, met a few um, people through TechExams.net, which uh, I found when I was doing my Microsoft certification. And they were they started to encourage me to say, build up a blog, start getting getting your name out there, just just write um, things up. And um, so I, I did create my blog, and I didn't know what to put up there. So I started just doing basic things like different sorts of raid and um, building a little home lab and and basic things. But I it, it then started to grow, and it actually started to slow down as well at the same time. Um, when I started, I was every Friday night, I'd be churning out a new blog. Um, and then the next year it sort of rolled over and, and then it just started slowing down. I've had times where I've had two or three months without a blog post, but the blogs now that I'm writing, I, 
um, try to focus on some form of education or talk about uh, just this new product has come out. Um, the other ones are things from Tech Field Day as well. Um, and that sort of picked up last year where, where I did a few Tech Field Day um, events. So, yeah, um, it's sort of it, without the blogging, I wouldn't have got um, uh, into Tech Field Day. But the other thing is, um, in, in a career sense, uh, that same interview that I had with this um, CEO who gave this feedback was that he said um, he one of his first questions was about a blog post I had written about um, uh, starting to get into um, into the EUC process and that. So I, I started writing a couple of uh, a small series because I was looking at uh, rolling out um, end user computing at the school. And so I went, well, what if I created a blog series on this and I start to understand it better um, and break it down for myself. And then I went into this interview by the second or third post and one of his first questions was about that post and about where, how do I understand it? Um, what are the pain points I'm finding at this stage and that. So yeah, it, was, it sort of had opened up that little bit into a career thing, but um but yeah, at the moment, it's, it sort of just sits there as well. Um, just whatever I, I find to write about. Um, at the moment, I've written a couple of things uh, around Rubrik because I'm interested in that technology now as well. And, and this is me spreading my wings into newer technologies and that as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's fascinating. That Can you maybe talk about that experience of being... Um, I don't know if it was a self-nomination or if somebody uh, recommended you or or um, what that was like to get to be a Tech Field Day delegate th that first time. Yeah, so with Tech Field Day, I um, it, it was a bit interesting. So I've got a couple, there's a couple of people here in Brisbane that are Tech Field Day delegates. And um, one of them is a, a good friend, Dan Frith. And he recommended me to um, sign up for Tech Field Day. But then he also put a recommendation into Tech Field Day to also um, take me on. So they called me over for Storage Field Day last year in, in Boston. And um, it, yeah, it was quite an experience because it was my first time overseas. It was the first time I um, did some blogging that, um, that I was at an event for. So I am there to write a blog about um, it's, it's not mandatory, but the idea behind is that you are getting your opinion out about these products that these companies are um, paying for the time to be able to present um, and get their, their feedback for. So it was, yeah, it, it, was, um, it was a really interesting experience. And the, the first time, I haven't done so well. The second time I went over, I, I haven't written any blogs. Um, I've... I've written them, I've deleted them, rewrote them, but I just haven't posted any. And that's sort of, you get into that with blogging. You you write these posts and then you go, is that really what I want it to say or how's it going to take and that? But with Tech Field Day, it's opened it up for uh, other, uh, I, I've got a much larger following following now with, um, uh, with the community and yeah, for me, I hope that that opens up uh, career opportunities for me as well, uh, being able to uh, get that exposure with with my blogs, but also 
I am spending more time now and actually writing my blogs and reviewing my blogs and making sure that they're at a presentable um, version. Now, when you're doing something like blogging for Tech Field Day, I mean, in a way, it's kind of work. So is it still fun, given the fact that you have to do it and it wasn't necessarily a subject you chose in this case? Yeah, it is actually quite a fun experience. And the thing is, it, it's not all about the blogging because the event is live streamed. So you are interacting with those comp- companies on the spot and you are asking questions about um, why why is it set up this way or uh, wouldn't it work better if, if uh, it was done this way? And it, it just, it depends um, how you want to, uh, deliver your content. So whether you got your questions and deliver them to them on the spot, or you just want to go and write that blog after being there. But um, I, I don't think it has taken away the the fun aspect. Um, Stephen Foskett does a re- brilliant job of making it a fun environment. He takes you to these events, but then the people that you meet and the um, going out to dinner afterwards and the experiences that um they provide on tech field day it just makes it a really fun event and you just want to go back again and do it again and when i get home i feel i have this little bit of an obligation that i need to write something present something to show that that their time sending me over wasn't wasted and that i am providing back something but it means that i get to go again next time and having another enjoyable experience and yeah so it's sort of it's I, I consider it something that's uh, yeah quite quite fun to do, and I will continue to do it uh, as long as I can. Nick, I just can't get over the constructive feedback that Kieran got. Um, that was super generous of that hiring manager. I've only ever gotten two pieces of feedback that stick out in my mind. Uh, the first was a manager who told me that vMotion was absolutely possible from AMD to Intel and back, which is just not true. <laughs> and then another manager who told me that a 25 to 1 consolidation ratio was ridiculous. Um, I wasn't offered either of those positions, uh, but that might have been for the best. Have you ever gotten feedback from an interview which didn't lead to a job offer? When I think about it, no, I don't think I have. And that's not to be narcissistic. I just don't believe I have. I feel like it's pretty atypical to get the kind of feedback Kieran did, especially when he was not put forward in the hiring process past that point. But I think there definitely are cases where someone can't hire you, but they see something in you that they want to improve and they can't help but give you a little bit of encouragement. Yeah, I I can totally agree with that. Um, It was pretty atypical, but I can definitely understand the the feeling, the need to offer uh, constructive feedback to somebody that you you think might might help, especially if a big part of your identity and job is uh, mentoring other people. Um, it's interesting that he got it. Um, well, anything pop into your mind before we break? I'm looking forward to next week when we actually get into the article on burnout.
Nope. Just a reminder that we want people to subscribe and give us a positive review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. We want to know if we're being helpful and are always looking for interesting questions to ponder. We're collectively on Twitter at Nerd Journey. Farewell, listeners. Tune in next time as the journey continues. I'm John White at V Journeyman for Nick Cordy at Network Nerd underscore. Signing off. Adios. Adios.